Beast OCR proudly presents BeastNet Podcast, sponsored in part by GH Under's Performance Base Layers and supported by the OCR community. Here we discuss all things OCR related. Welcome to BeastNet. Gray's Harbor Unders makes the performance-based layer clothing you want and need. Whether you work, hunt, hike, fish, run, or ride in the great outdoors. If you work up a sweat, Gray's Harbor Unders are for you. Because their unique dual-layer fabric removes moisture from your body and keeps your skin dry, even when the outer layer is completely wet. It's a base layer like no other. Get you some at ghunders.com. That's ghunders.com. For the best performance-based layer you'll ever wear. Hey, everybody, it's Mike with BeastNet here, and on this week's episode, I've got Christina Horton. Dada. Hi. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm awesome. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing okay. I'm doing good. I'm, I figure I've got like two more days to live because I'm running a marathon on Sunday because I'm dumb. Well, you know what? That's great because I know somebody uh, else that's running that marathon that hasn't trained in like two years. But the thing is, though, is that it might be a different marathon. There's two different marathons on Sunday. So is it the rock and roll? the rock and roll. I'm not doing the rock and roll. I'm doing the tunnel. Oh, yeah, you're going to die. Yeah, I'm doing the tunnel marathon, which is up on the mountain. So, But you know yeah. what? That way you're just that much closer to nature for your body to decompose. I mean, right? See, Why that's not? What I you, you're happier outside. Yeah, so and that's gonna, I'm going to be right there in nature when I die. So, yeah, it'll be awesome. I think that yeah. sounds lovely. I think that sounds lovely. You know, if you're going to die, die somewhere that makes you happy, right? Exactly. And, I mean, everyone's always like, oh, everyone keeps telling me it's a downhill trail. And I'm like. I have bad knees. Downhill is probably okay. worse. But everything yeah, my, I've read is my, supposed to be, it's a very gradual downhill. It's not supposed to be a steep one, so it should be good. So we'll It's kind of like the Iron Horse half marathon I did a couple of years ago where it's pretty gradual. It's the rails to trail stuff, right? Yeah, it, it starts, you start off on Snoqualmie Path. You go yeah. through what used to be that it was like the Iron Horse John Wayne Trail. They uh-huh. changed the, or they are changing the name. They're in the process of changing it to the Palouse Coast Trail or something. They're changing the name, but yeah. But yeah, it starts off up at Snoqualmie Pass and you come down through the tunnel and then down into North Bend. So That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, I did the half of that a couple of years ago when it was the Iron Horse and it is super gradual downhill and it is really pretty. Um, don't forget your music though, because it is quiet out there and it's boring. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it'll be me and Dom. My music. Oh, it'll it'll be, be me and Dom. It'll be the two of us, so. It's one of those ones, and he, he kind of got me on this one, because it was one of those, we were talking about it in, like, January, and I was like, yeah, you know, that sounds great, I'll sign up next week. Oh, sh- And oh, then sh- all of a sudden, <laughs> like, like an hour later, I get an email that says, you, thank you for signing up for the Tunnel Marathon, and I'm like, what the hell is this? And so I called him, and he's Please. like, well, they were about to sell out, so I just bought it. Oh, that's I'm harsh. like, thanks. You're, you're stuck. You can't get out of it now. You can't get out of it now. Yeah. Well, see, and that was the thing, because, well, see, I owe him, because he did do, when I did the Seattle Marathon in 2017, he was with mm-hmm. me, and I told him if he ever decided he wanted to do a marathon, I would be with him. I, I would go with him and support since he was there for me. Did so, you promise that at the end of a marathon or while you were drunk? No, we were actually in the middle of the marathon during this part. So, oh, yeah, complete insanity. Got because it. I didn't fair. Yeah, see, and I didn't ask him to go with me. It was one of those things he just all of a sudden, he, like, because I was, it was going to be like me and Emily yeah. I, at that point. I wasn't even sure if she was going to be there. And I'm like, whatever, I'm doing it. I don't care if anyone shows up or whatever. And all of a sudden, like a week before it started, it was happening. He's like, oh, by the way, I signed up. I'm going with you. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, if you ever decide to do one, I'll do it with you. So this was the one I was supposed to do with him. But then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. somehow I'm signed up for the Seattle Marathon this year, too. So he's a dick. Wait, he signed you up for both of them? 
Yeah, I'm doing a ton of marathons. Policy? You should. I, I think so. I mean, we've known each other since preschool, so I mean, it's right. yeah. He's trying to kill me. Wow. I'm pretty sure. I'm I'm yeah, kind of thinking so. he might have some kind of serious life insurance policy out on you. He, he must because yeah, he's trying to kill me. Well, apparently because he <laughs> volunteered with his him and his daughter volunteered at the last Seattle Marathon in 2018 and got free races. Well, his daughter's yeah. like, I ain't doing it. So he ended up with two free races. So he's like, well, I guess you're doing it with me. And I'm like, oh, great. I get to do that one again. That one I hated. Well, that one was it's like 30-something degrees and pouring down rain yeah. for most of it. Yeah, that but was this year, December. That was ridiculous. Yeah. It's December 1st this year, which is like oh. the day before my birthday. Mm-hmm. So so my birthday weekend, I get to go do a marathon. Yay. Um, Happy birthday again. to you. Yeah, yeah, it was last so, time, yeah. too. It was your birthday weekend. Yeah. So it's going to be like 30 degrees out. It's cold. It's wet. I guess they've changed the course so it's not as bad. But last time it was like you started with a lot of uphill, like up and downhill within the first four or five miles. And then it flattened out. No, they changed it. Last year it was so much better. Last year I actually had a friend that did it. And I was like, oh, my God, that course was awful. She was like, no, it was really easy. I actually was surprised there was no hills. Okay. Because, yeah, last year, uh, that year I did it. It was like four or five, the first four or five miles was up and downhill. And then you had mm-hmm. flat for like 18 miles, and then it ended with the last three or oh, four man. miles up and downhill. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I've already done 20-something miles. Now you want to put me on more hills? I hate you people. Mm-hmm. Sounds so. like Monterey this last weekend. I First know, mile I, and a half was say, straight uphill. Straight oh. uphill. See, and that's, that's what I'm looking forward to. I've got to get – I'm trying to get myself back into shape. I mean, I've been – like this last week, I think I've I've made sure – I've every morning I've left the house with a like half-gallon – of water and made sure that I end it's gone and I at least try and fill it back up once. I pee right. a lot. That's what I'm trying to say. So, well, and, and the thing is, like, once your kidneys get used to it, then you don't pee as much. But like, good for you. Yeah. It, the first week though, you're like, might as well yeah. just wear pens for all you care. Well, it was one of those things I, I decided. One, I decided to really start this week because one, obviously, the marathons this weekend. But two, mm-hmm. I was in class all week, so oh my god, I, I could get. A, so I could get up and pee. I wasn't out driving. I wasn't doing like my normally I'm driving. So it's kind of like, yeah. you know, finding a bathroom. Sometimes, you know, you just sit a parking lot, hoping someone doesn't turn their head and see what you're doing. But dude, so, you're a boy. The world is your urinal. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I was in class. So I'm like, oh, I, I can stop, you know, and go to the bathroom anytime I want. But it was horrible, though, because I had to do a presentation. So I'm up there <laughs> and I'm doing and it was on flagging. I, I can now teach people how to flag for in Washington State, yeah. actually for the whole nation. But yeah. Wow. You know, the guys, potty so, dance. Pretty much. So I'm up there doing the presentation, and I'm sitting there like, I've got to pee, trying to do this presentation. And like, as soon as I finish, I'm like, okay, i got to go to the bathroom. He's like, that's what totally that little was. I'm like, yeah, I had to pee mm-hmm. for the first, for the whole, like, 20 minutes of that 30-minute presentation. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally yeah. done that. When I would teach when I would teach people, I'm like, so we're going to break at 10 o'clock. And somebody, like, starts asking me a question. I was like, okay, you can ask me that question, but you're going to follow me into the bathroom to do it because otherwise yeah. this is not a conversation we're having. They're like, uh, I'll, I'll ask you later. It's a like, good idea. Yeah. Now move. Yeah. <laughs> so that's Normally when I'm teaching, it's easy because then I can be like, hey, I'm taking a break. I'm going to go use the restroom. I need to use the restroom. But this time I actually I was one of the students, so it wasn't as easy for me to just be like, hey, yeah, I got to pee. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like being time. a student anymore. I like being an instructor. Yeah. Sometimes being a student is interesting because you sit there and you're like, oh, that's a good idea. Ooh, that sucks. Don't do that. And, uh, but yeah, it depends on how so good the instructor to, is. This guy was a good instructor, but I mean, but it's a subject he's been teaching on for 30 something years. So, but, but I mean, it's one of those things that was flagging. I mean, yeah, you stand there with a paddle and tell people cars when to go. 
I mean, it's not that difficult. I was about to say that sounds um, torturously boring. Yeah, and it was three days of learning how to teach that class. So like I said, now I can oh teach my God. it like, for the entire nation. Yeah, yeah. Three days to learn how to teach, turn it this way, turn it that way. And, I mean, there's more to it than that. I mean, you have to set up the cones, set up the workspace, everything else. So there's a lot oh, more than just okay, being the guy. Okay. So, I mean, there, there's a lot more than just holding the paddle. But but we had, like, one okay. lady in there that, like, like all three – there was four, five of us in the class, and the other four of us were all looking at the instructor going, you better not pass this woman. <laughs> oh, my God. Was she that dumb? Oh, it was bad. It's like, if you pass this woman, I need to know what her name is because if I ever see her name on someone's card, they, they can't flag for me. No. Oh, it was bad. But, oh, I've I've, yeah, I've had that was, person. I had the person that couldn't figure out how to type um, in a no, class yeah. where everything was on the computer. He typed with two fingers. Oh. Um, he looked like a velociraptor where he, he had his fingers <laughs> curled uh. and he held them up by his shoulder. And he would, like, find the letter and then plunk it and then bring his hand back up to his shoulder. He looked like a velociraptor. It was hilarious. I'm, he didn't know how to use a mouse. I, I'm so picturing my dad right now. Oh, oh my sorry. God. It was hilarious. I'm I'm sorry he was a nice guy, but dude, he he yeah. couldn't type and he couldn't look at the screen while he was typing and so he just like he'd realize he made a spelling error and he'd delete the entire word. I'm like, Oh my god. No. Yeah. You're like, you know on words no. you can just or like right click it and just it changes the word for you. But and we we didn't have spell check yeah. in this program. It was it was in the medical oh. program and I don't think he knew what right click no. was because I asked him to right click something and he said, I am right clicking, I'm using my right hand. Like, no, right-click means use your middle finger. No. So he reached over with his middle finger and clicked the left button. I was like, ooh, you have a problem. That's always good. <laughs> wow. I was like, oh, you didn't, you didn't, have you ever used a computer before? Oh, no, my husband doesn't let me use the computer at home because he's afraid I'm going to break it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I see why. Okay, yeah. so we're going to have a conversation. <laughs> he realizes chops on computer, right? <laughs> See, I'm one of those ones. I've been using computers for so long. It's just like, it's natural for me to type. So I can remember like mm-hmm. sitting at my desk one time and someone was talking to me and I'm looking at them and just typing away. And he's like, mm-hmm. are you really actually typing something there? Or are you just hitting keys? I'm like, oh no, I'm typing all of it. Yeah. He's like, how my, are you? Uh, like, cause I do this. It's what I do. My former boss actually got mad at me. He's like, you type too fast. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, I'm over here and I'm trying to keep up with you. And like, you're typing too fast. I was like, I'm typing too fast. You are made insecure by how quickly I'm typing. Really? <laughs> well, I mean, wow. you know, you got to keep those sorry, fingers grew, in shape. We grew up with, well, you know, hey, but we grew up with computers. It's a thing. Yeah, and it did. I mean, our generation was really the first ones to grow up with computers. I mean, because you're Oregon about the same Trail, age like, right? Oh, I love Yeah, Oregon I'm 41. Trail. Yeah, so you're the exact same age. So, yeah, our generation yeah, was that 41, generation. 41, can you believe it? No, I can so. I had to show my driver's license to somebody recently. (laughs) (laughs) I had to show my driver's license to one of the girls at my new job because she totally didn't believe me. She's like, no way. You're lying. And I was like, why would I lie about that? I don't believe you. I was like, you want to see my driver's license? She accused me of a fake driver's license. Whenever I go out to, like, restaurants with Amber, we'll go to restaurants, and literally they'll look at her and say, can I see ID? And then I'll be, like, go to reach for mine. They're like, we don't need to see yours. Oh! And I'm looking at him like, she's older than me. <laughs> Don't give me that. She's so the older one. We were, we were at the grocery store. This is a couple of years ago, mind you. We were at the grocery store, Brad and I, and bottle of wine or whatever in our, our stuff. And the guy 
looks at the wine, looks at him, looks at me, looks back at him and goes, sir, are you buying wine for this underage girl? <laughs> and Brad goes, what? Or no, he's like, sir, can I, can I see your ID? Blah, blah, blah. He's like, well, it's for her. He's like, are you buying wine for this underage girl? And Brad goes, what? But really? <laughs> I brought out my ID. I was like, yeah, no, I'm the one drinking it. So sure. I don't, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. yeah. I was like, okay. Yeah, Yay, sucks. living in the Pacific Northwest where you don't get any sunshine. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. Yeah. We don't get any sunshine, so our skin doesn't melt. But Oh, my God. This last weekend in Monterey, though, I got sunburned. How was that? Um, was so like I said, I've never gone to Monterey. Mile and I've half. To. Um, it's not actually in Monterey. It's in Salinas. So it's like when they say Seattle, it's actually in Monroe. It's like a yeah. half hour or so away. Um, well, it's like Vegas, it's- and it's really in Arizona. <laughs> right, Vegasona. Not quite yeah. that far away. At least it's in California still. Um, yeah, it was, it's really beautiful. So Salinas as a town, not so much, but this is like a, a hiking and bike trails park. And so oh. there's lots of trails, a lot of it's single track all up and down these hills. And it's just this year, it was absolutely gorgeous because they've gotten so much rain that it's green again. And there were spots yeah. where it was kind of squishy and mucky and it was beautiful. It was great. Unfortunately, it's also kind of that, like, northern central California, no big, huge trees for any shade most of the time. So, yeah, that first mile and a half straight up hill with no shade, all of my sunscreen was gone, and I burned like a lobster. Oh, that's the worst. That was like the the first year in Hawaii was that way, where it was like the first three miles, there was no shade. You would just straight through this freaking huge open, like, field, and it's like, I'm going to die. And then all of a sudden you hit the shade and you're like, oh, this is amazing. Yeah, yeah. The last year in Hawaii, though, we had plenty of, well, not last year, two years ago when I did it, we had plenty of shade. But the first thing they did is put you through a stream and you swam. And I'm sorry, but yeah. Oh, every year. Every year I've done it. That stream is the first thing. Yeah. That stream is the first thing and it wipes away your, all your sunscreen's gone. And I had no idea that, like, on the weather report, there was anything that was, like, the UV index. They were watching mm-hmm. the weather report, like, the first couple of days were there, and, like, and the UV index today is ultra high. And I was like, what the fuck? Holy cow, no, this is not a thing. <laughs> oh, God, we're going to die. <laughs> Poor pale pasty Seattle we're going to die. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was great. So that's why this year we're going, we're actually doing, yeah, but we're going to go I'm, a week ahead, so that way I'm I get so acclimated to, to the weather. Because yeah. it's hot and humid as all get out, and yeah, good time. Yeah. Well, and Amber loves Hawaii, so we're going to go for two weeks. We're going to go. She's been counting down for like the last six months. Oh, yeah. She's been counting down since the day they named the date. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, it's, yeah, we're going to go for uh, the week before and then the week after. So that way we'll have two weeks. I figure that way it gives me a week to really kind of get used to the weather, hydrate, get ready for it. And then after uh-huh. the race, a week to get smashed and drink like a pig. Uh, I was about to say a week to, like, you know, sit in bed because you're not going to be able to move and have people bring you ah. drinks. Yeah, pretty much. I'm going to lay on the yeah. beach and drink my ties. Yes. No more hurricanes in a hurricane. Yes. I still have that cup. It's on my, it's on my, with my pops. So it's my hurricane totally and a hurricane and a hurricane. To, yeah, I totally listened to your podcast with Krisha on my way into work this morning. And oh, yeah. um, I, I was Krisha. laughing at that so hard. In fact, I'm pretty sure the guy next to me on the train thought I was on drugs because I just kept snorting because I was trying not to laugh out loud <laughs> during the podcast. And yeah. at one point, I'm pretty sure he probably thought I was on drugs. 
Yeah, yeah, it so, happens. You know, it's, it's, it's the train in Seattle. I'm pretty sure half the people were on it's drugs. It's a commuter train out of Everett through Muckleteo and Edmonds. Like, there was nobody on it this oh, morning. Sure. It's like, okay, so everybody took Friday off except me. No. Yeah, no, I, I thought about taking Friday off, but I think my boss and everybody else did because I was the only one in the office today. So I got to like 1.30 and I'm like, I'm out. I'm going home. Nice. That's a nice day. That's nice. I work for like a nonprofit that's basically a government organization. So it's, I can do whatever I want. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So I like not I work working for the, for the government anymore. Yeah. I work for the AGC, the Associated General Contractors. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I'm a teacher. You teach people not to break I their feet. Pretty much. Church. Yeah, yeah. Don't break your feet. But that's the big part of my OSHA classes to watch out for ladders. They suck. Yes, ladders, um, especially when you hire like the dumbest person on the earth to buy ladders, and he buys the wrong ladder. I remember yeah. the story. Yeah, it happens. I think I, I think I actually used that story for like two years when I was teaching insurance class to demonstrate what workers' comp was. Oh yeah, that's awesome. Because they're like, wait, the, he the did biggest... what? And I was like, he broke his foot in half. Yeah, pretty much. Well, it's one of those things that's where I like when I talk to people, I always talk about that. And it's like, you know, the one thing you you don't think about is that mm-hmm. an injury does, doesn't does change your work. It changes everything. Oh, because, yeah. Because, I mean, when I broke my foot, I was finally down to almost 200 pounds. Mm-hmm. I was dropping the weight. I was working out daily. I was doing everything. And then all of a sudden, bam, there goes my foot. Now the one thing that I was using for cardio was running. Uh, you mm-hmm. can't really and do that can't. when your foot's broke. And hey, how but I, you got an elliptical care. recently. Yes, I did. And I was going to say, Alan, yeah. I doesn't care about, like, getting you back to what your life was. They just care about getting you back to work. So No, they, they couldn't care about what your life was. No. That's not what they're saying. So, yeah, I did get an elliptical. So that's How's it going? My... Are you liking it? I, I'm loving it. I, I think it's great. I mean, it's it, it's low impact, but it also yeah. I feel like I really get a workout on it. I mean, my biggest problem with it, though, is because I like things to be difficult. I always turn to crank the, you know, the resistance oh, yeah. up to, like, the highest thing and go for it. So, so that. Like a half an hour, I'll get less than a mile, but I'll burn like <laughs> 700 calories. Dear <laughs> gosh, man. Yeah. I'll be like sweating like mad, just ripping off me because I've just turned, crank the ball, crank it up to like the hardest resistance I can do. I'm like, yeah. That's amazing. That is amazing. Well, I mean, I want, Good for you. I, I want my legs back. I really miss. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you remember, like when I was dropping all the weight, my freaking legs were ripped. They were cut. They were cut. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you had the legs where you, like, smacked you and nothing moved and your hand actually hurt. Yeah. I remember. Exactly. Now I'm, try- I'm trying to was, get those back. Wasn't it you that smacked my ass and almost broke your hand? Yeah. Is that somebody else? That was you, right? That was you. Okay. Yeah, it was. And then I smacked the yeah. other side to try and make it even and almost broke even the other swelling. hand. But, you know. Even swelling. Yeah, even swelling. Even You've got to go with even swelling. <laughs> Always. I actually, so oh. I almost accidentally assaulted somebody at, at Orange Theory when I first started going last year. Um, mm-hmm. their whole thing is like high fives on the way in, high five each other, blah, 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 whatever. Um, it's a very like non-aggressive way to, you know, congratulate each other. Cool. So yeah. there was this woman next to me and she high fived me. Like we're coming towards each other. She high fived me. And my natural reaction was high five and go and hit her ass. And I was like, yeah, oh God, I'm so sorry. And she's like, that's okay. And I was like, other side, even swelling. She's like, yes, yes. <laughs> She's now one of my good friends. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing like, how you well, make friends you know, like that. It, you have to, the other side, even swelling. That's, that's a thing, right? Oh, yeah. So how do you like the orange theory? I know um, you're like I'm, there all the time. Like four and five times a week. Um, I yeah. really like it. 
And I did powerlifting for three or four years. Um, and mm-hmm. I love lifting weights, but I wasn't like powerlifting is like the same thing over and over and over again. And it just got really boring. And I was tired of having yeah. literally no cardiovascular fitness whatsoever. And I, you know, saw this place opening up and I was like, sure, why not? I'll go try it out. See what, you know, what, what have I got to lose? They give you first 30 days for free. So I went in there and the first thing was I, I fell in love with the fact that it's people cheering for each other and community and cheer each other on. And it's always different, but somebody's telling you what to do. So you don't have to like sit there and think about programming for yourself. So when I was first trying to like get up some cardiovascular fitness on a treadmill, boring, just absolutely boring. I can't stand it. Mm -hmm. It's, I'm just bored to snot. I can't handle it. It it just, my ADD goes nuts. And like the class, I mean, the class I went to tonight was primarily rowing of all things. uh, And the coach was telling us what to do. So we're all doing about the same thing. That's cool. And I'm not having to think about what to do next. And I can yell and scream and cheer people on in my obnoxiously loud voice. And it's actually celebrated instead of somebody looking at you like you're crazy. Yeah. That's awesome. See, yeah, rowing, I, I love that. Ben loves rowing. For whatever reason, loves that's like Ben's favorite workout. Yeah, it's his favorite workout. I don't Dude, know. he's crazy. he's crazy. I mean, I knew he was yours, but he's yeah. really crazy. Yeah, yeah, he is. See, and I, I had looked at the one series because I was going to do the one. They, they opened one by my house like, four or five months yeah, ago. Yeah, that's what you're saying, right by PL, right in your house, or right by your house. And I was looking at it, but the hard part, the, the problem that I have is, because I looked at signing up, and I was looking at the month free thing, and I, I was talking to them. It's the scheduling. Oh, My yeah, schedule totally. is so Your schedule's insane. weird. So, you know, it's like like today. I was in Fife at 7 o'clock. No problem. I live in Piaf. Fife at 7 o'clock, no, mm. no big deal. But Monday, I'm in Everett at 8. You know so, they have them all over the place, right? The one I go to is in Linwood, just down the street from Everett. I and I know that, but it was the hard part is though is just that my schedule so it changes all the time. Like I didn't know yeah. my, I was going to be in Everett at eight until earlier today, and like Monday I'll find out where I'm going to be Tuesday. So I can't. It's hard for me to set up like you know that, a couple of days in yeah. advance, and it seemed like a lot of the workouts as I was trying to like figure it out were filling up. You know, if you didn't sign up two or three days ahead, you weren't going to get in. But there's so always like, yeah. the wait list. And my experience is, so I'll go on the wait list and I'll be like, they cap our, our wait list caps at 10 people. I'll get on the wait list mm-hmm. at like Friday at seven o'clock for a Saturday morning class. Guarantee I get mm-hmm. in because everybody starts drinking and everybody can't. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not for everybody for that reason, because it is a scheduled thing. Um, I liked the flexibility of going to the gym whenever I wanted to, when I was powerlifting, but then you also run into like, oh, well, if I go at this time during the day, it's all the dude bros and I have to fight them for the squat rack or it's the, you know, yeah. the gross creepy guy and the entire gym smells like rotten cheese. So, And see, that's my biggest thing is, I mean, I don't know if it was on the last episode where I was talking about this. I always worry because when I focus, I'm one of those people, I find like a spot and I stare at it, but I don't know what I'm staring at because my brain is checked out and I'm actually thinking and I don't even know what my eyes are looking at. And then I feel like I'm that guy that there's some girl going, is this creepy, long-haired, fat dude over in the corner, like, lifting weights who's staring at me? I'm like, I don't even know yeah. you're there. <laughs> I don't mind if somebody's staring. That doesn't bug me as much. It's the creepy guy that, like, invades your personal space and corners you and wants yeah. to talk to you and is sweating and gross. Yeah. And you're like, please back the fuck off. If yeah. I can touch yeah, you I'm... by just reaching out my hand, like, you're too yeah. close. <laughs> no, Dude, I'm not I, that guy. I, I'm I totally too shy understand. to be that guy. 
I'm that yeah, guy that will no. be like in the corner lifting weights or running on the treadmill or doing whatever by myself. And see, that's why I miss when I lost all the weights the last time, the company I worked at, we built the gym in our base in the basement of the company. Oh, and awesome. I, it's, yeah, I was the only one that used it. So on lunch every day, I would go downstairs, run the treadmill, get on the bike, other elliptical, lift weights, do whatever. I had a schedule that I had like written out on my calendar that, oh, this day I I'm going to do this. And then I would go down there and do it. And then there was a shower. I would take my shower. I would go back upstairs. I would make a sandwich and go sit down at my desk. And I would eat my lunch, you know, and go back to work. And that was perfect. But the problem that I have now, the job I have, I don't have that gym, obviously. Plus, obviously. I don't know where I'm going to be. Uh, yeah, I don't know where I'm going to be every day. So That's I, what even, you've got to do at your house. You've got it at your house. Yeah. And that's the thing. So I've got like, I've got bands in my house now. So now I should oh, be. Oh, resistance bands? Yeah. I have a whole oh. bunch of them that I bought. So I've got, after this, this weekend is the four weeks after my surgery so I can start lifting it. So I can start Yay! using the bands. I have some, yeah, I have some weights. I have an elliptical. I have a treadmill. So I have my own stuff at home to start doing. And that's what I'm trying to do is every morning get up early enough that I can do a half an hour to an hour on one of them and then, you know, take a shower and go to work. So that's amazing. That's so good yeah. because yeah, your schedule, now, it just doesn't, it doesn't suit that. Yeah. Yeah. So and I went by like a class. No, it doesn't. So, and I think what was that? It was Monday. Monday I had to go up to Burlington and Jeez. I don't know if you know this. Oh, I go all over there. I was in Pullman like two, but I know I, I heard you talk was, about driving a thousand miles. Yeah. So I was up in Burlington. Well, the Coleman, Coleman has an outlet store in Burlington. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Yeah, they do. I yeah, 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 they do. Yeah. It's like <laughs> the two, two, uh, don't tell me this. Like don't tell me this. I have a mortgage to pay. Uh-huh. Don't tell me this. Okay. I don't need to know. So this. I stopped in there. I stopped in there and I got two half gallon like water jugs. You know, the Coleman water, you know, with the, the yes. you can flip open. You know what I'm talking about. Got two oh, I know those, exactly what you and got. And got a new lunchbox and I spent 20 bucks. That was it. Nice. So Holy now, crap. you know, this whole week, yeah, this whole week I've been making my lunch, putting in my lunchbox, you know, putting snacks in there that I can keep with me while I drive, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. getting a big jug of water and taking that with me because that's my other problem. I'm driving all the time. So I stop and eat. The yeah. only time I did have to go, I did have like was it yesterday. I didn't have uh, stuff to make a sandwich. So at lunch, I went to Subway, which is right next to where we were, you know, class was. And, yeah. but I did, I got an Italian BMT, but I got it on a, the, the, the spinach wrap, which amazing nice. Italian BMT on a spinach wrap is amazing. But I found the wraps. I even bought my own stuff so I can make wraps. I love wraps. I don't know why. But you know what? They're really good. They're really good. I am like, dude, I'm I'm French and Swedish, and the joke in my family is that you eat bread, you eat dinner with uh, a fork in one hand and a piece of bread in the other. Like that's yeah. my entire family's been like that. So my body doesn't function without carbs, but those wraps are delicious. Because yeah, white bread's just it's just it's spongy and it's just bread and it's whatever. But those wraps, oh, oh my gosh! I don't like white bread. I haven't eaten white bread since like high school. I will not eat white bread. It's got to be oat nut. It's got to be wheat. It's I won't even eat normal wheat bread. It's like I am a bread snob. Well, <laughs> we know this. We know you're snob. I mean, come on. Yeah. So I have to get like if I go buy bread, it's like the oat nut, like whatever. Yeah. It's got to be nope. If it's Dave just normal bread? white bread, I yes, that's good stuff. So, that's good stuff. I like but, that stuff. Yeah. If it's just normal white bread, I'm like nope, I'm out. Well, I live with Brad. He's a 12-year-old. I mean, he's like normal white yeah. bread, PB&J, like grilled cheese sandwich kind of guy. Like, he's adorable, but he's Brad, a 12-year-old. So. We love Brad. Yeah, well, we Brad's love Brad. wonderful. We love Brad. The Sherpa. We love Brad. The Sherpa. The Sherpa. Oh. He's amazing. So, 
he's off playing with yeah. his guy friends tonight. They're they're beating each other up or something like that. I don't know. Oh, that is it. I know it sounds bad, but I want to go larping with him sometime. That oh awesome. my god, it is it is amazing to watch, and I love it when he does that because he comes home and he's so relaxed. He's like the least violent person on the planet. He would never yeah. ever like lash out and hurt someone, but you put him on the field with a foam stick in his hand, he's gonna beat the living fuck out of somebody. And he comes home and he's so yeah. happy. He's like, oh, I'm happy. I'm tired. Sure. I'm gonna take a nap now. I'm like, what the hell? This is like better than therapy. See, and a lot of people don't know this about me. Like when I was growing up, I played Dungeons and Dragons. Oh yeah, I did all of those things. I was like, that's why like my other podcast, Re Nerdish, is all about being a nerd. Yeah. It was like one of those things. Like that was a part of my life that I like hid as a as a teenager because mm-hmm. I was the skater. You know, I had long hair in high school too, but I was the skater. Everything else, and it's like I didn't have that image of the guy who played Dungeons and Dragons. You know, Robotech. All that stuff, you know, the dice games. Brad learned how to play Dungeons and Dragons in the back of the school bus. Because this is back when Seattle schools would, like, bus kids all over the place to try and, like, diversify. And he lived in, like, north, north, north gate Seattle. And they bust him all the way down to, like, south central, uh, way down south. Like, Roosevelt Central District type place. And Ooh. so they bust him all the way down there. And he's like, it was a two hour bus ride, dropping everybody off all the way. Cause I was the last kid they dropped off. So he learned how to play Dungeons and Dragons on a two hour bus ride in the back of the bus with a, with a friend of his. And he's been playing Dungeons oh. and Dragons since pretty much elementary school. And he was also the jock. Like he was a three uh, athlete jock in, in high school. Like you wouldn't oh, know wow. it now. I didn't but know that. Yeah. Um, track football and swimming. Oh wow! Like his his Letterman's jacket is a little bit ridiculous. His so, yeah, jacket he was like swimming one. I'm not a swimmer. I don't swim. He didn't either. He learned to swim on swim team. How crazy is that? Oh, that is crazy. Isn't that weird? Yeah. He's like, yeah, I don't know how to swim. I think I'll go out for swim team. It's like, what? <laughs> right, makes sense. No, makes sense to me. Hey, there were girls there in swimsuits. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. See, yeah. I was I was a baseball player. The only the only sport I played was baseball, and in junior high, I blew my I my blew my left knee. Yeah. Yep. And that was that was it. It was one of those like by the time my knee healed, like mm-hmm. my freshman year, they said that I could play. He's like, if you want to play like a bench player for the year and just sit on the bench and you can bat when you want, because I still wasn't released to run. But he's <gasps> like, I was a released enough that I could have like batted and then ran to first and then they would like pinch runner. But and I'm like, all no, right, Edgar Martinez. You know, yeah, it's like I don't want to take that. I don't want to do that to my knee. It's like you know, I want my knee to heal. You know, because mm-hmm. but then of course by the time my knee was healed, I found a um, drugs and girls. So that was baseball was done. Because girls, man, girls. It's like I don't want to chase. <laughs> I don't want to chase balls. I want to chase boobs. But so mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Truth. So yeah, and then I was 22 when I blew my right knee. Yeah, it is amazing. So. Did you know that last year I sprained my ankle so severely that I was on crutches for a while? I saw something about it, but I know you hit it pretty well. Um, well, maybe. Um, I don't know about hiding hard, it. Well, you just didn't talk about it. I didn't talk about it. It's it's hard to hide it when you're being wheelchaired through SeaTac Airport with crutches and that little thing that goes beep, beep, beep to get people out of your way. Uh, that was fun. Yeah, I did some post about it. So I sprained my ankle. I did SoCal in January with Christian Nacho. And during the super, I sprained my ankle really bad, like the one where it goes pop and you're wondering if the next day if it's broken. 
Um, yeah. Same thing in Arizona in February. I fell off the slip wall because the slip wall was absolutely oh. like it had nothing on Seattle that year where it was just covered in mud. It was so awful. I've never seen this kind of mud before. It was like it, it's like somebody just poured lube all over the walls. Great. Um, and so I, yeah, right. So I slid down the slip wall and everything at the bottom was mud. And my ankle just like I landed on the side of my foot full body weight inside oh. of my foot. So that was good time. Oh. Luckily it was the last obstacle before the fire jump. Um, and then where did I race in March? I forget where we raced in March, but I did it again in Seattle. You were there when I did it in Seattle and I fell down. I both days, I sprayed it both days in Seattle. And mm-hmm. the second day I fell on it. And you I did like, it at the in the gravel and in the middle of the race. I but think so I you sprayed did it as three we times started. Uh-huh. Like as we're running out of the start gate, you're like, boom, out. Like, really? Uh-huh. <laughs> like, you didn't uh-huh. even make it 50 feet from the start line. It's better than the year that I only made it 20 feet, and I superman and I slid through the grass. You know, it happens. That was hilarious, because I, like, I was I was running for 20 feet, and I was so excited. Like, woohoo! And I hit something, and my ankle rolled, and I went flying, and I hit the grass, and I slid for, like, another 10 feet. I was like, oh, my God, are you okay? And I was like, oh, my God, can I just take my medal and go home? I just... I yeah, did that. That's, at that point, you're like, yeah, I'm fine. Stop looking at me. I got to go hide. Just let me go. This is, there's yeah. nowhere to hide. You're in the middle of a field. There's nowhere to hide. But I sprayed See, that's it. why we get along. We're, we're both so accident prone. It's like ridiculous. But. It's ridiculous. I sprained it so bad in Big Bear in May um, that the next, so like that night, I got up to go to the bathroom and I stood up out of the bed and I fell to the floor. Like I couldn't put any weight on it. So I was crawling on my hands and knees to the bathroom. And then the next morning I woke up and I was like, let's see if I can put new weight on it this morning. I couldn't put any weight on it. I couldn't even do like that hoppy hop thing that you try and do when you sprain your ankle. Oh, yeah. It wouldn't hold Mm -hmm. any weight at all. And so I literally, this is probably hilarious for Kersha or scary. I'm not sure which. Um, But I crawled on my hands and knees out of the bedroom. And I was like, hey, Kersha. She's like, yeah, what's going on? I was like, I think we need to find an urgent care. (laughs) You know all those plans yeah. we had to like go hang out in Big Bear. We're gonna go get my ex- my ankle X-rayed first. And so, yeah, I was pretty much I couldn't run. So at Orange Theory, one of oh. our coaches is actually a doctor, and she's like, "You're going to use the bike until you yeah. can put pressure on your ankle. You're gonna. I mean, it wasn't broken. It was just a severe sprain. Yeah, and I've done it that one. was. Yeah, it was bad. He's like, "Okay, so this is gonna take like a month or two of rest." I was like, "That's not." No, that doesn't work for me. I'm not going to do that. No. I just had to modify everything for, like, two months. See, that's what's funny. <laughs> like, for me, like, doing running is my parents are shocked. They're like, you realize, like, every major injury you pretty much had as a child was to your life, and you want to run. Yeah. Like, let's see, my dad, the, the first time I screwed up my ankle, my I was two years old. Uh, my dad ran me over with a van, ran over my, my ankle. dad ran you over the van. I mean, yeah, at that did. point, did you not realize <laughs> that, like... <laughs> You were like the millionth child. They had a couple to spare. Yeah, pretty much that's what it was. What it really was is it was one of those, like, my dad and my sister were going somewhere, and I was pissed because I didn't get to go. And I'm like, <laughs> why can't I go? So they went out to the van, and when they went out to the van, they went out the front door. I ran out the back door, and somehow they figured I lay down under the van in protest? Well, no, but they think what it was is I was running around to try to get to the, the you know, to one of the doors, but like the way my it was a one of those full size Dodge vans. You remember those, like the oh, the child yeah. monster vans, but it yeah, had the full yeah, windows, the murder so you could van. See into it, but yeah, 
Yeah, the murder vans. And it was one of those. So as I came running around, my dad couldn't see me in the mirror until he heard the thump and <laughs> ran me over. So. <laughs> So that's the first time I, I, I did my ankle in. And then when I was, like, oh, I think I was 15, I'm playing t-ball in the backyard with a wiffle ball. You were my not playing t-ball at 15. Well, I was playing with my nieces and nephews. We were good enough. Oh, okay. So, so I mean, I was playing with my nieces and nephews and decided that, you know, I was going to be all special. And I went running for home and somehow sliding into home, my foot hit, like, the edge of my foot hit the base and stopped. And the rest <laughs> of my body kept going. And I, yeah. My ankle, like, my sister said pretty much it looked like the side of my foot touched, like, the side of my calf. Uh-huh. So, so I messed yeah. up my ankle so bad in high school doing gymnastics because gymnastics is really, really good for a body um, oh, yeah. that really I could actually stand. I could stand and turn my foot all the way upside down and look at the bottom of my foot. No, that's always good. Yeah. My, yeah. And it's, it's, my, it's my same right ankle. I mean, it's gotten a lot stronger in the last year. Um, yeah running i mean just and also the treadmills that we have at the gym at orange are um they're bouncies and so they have that give right in the center there so those are really good on crappy ankles and that's really helped me a lot and yeah i i went to one of the other gyms that had the older ones and i was like okay yeah so um that hurt and i'm never coming back yeah well (laughs) i got the new ones now so maybe i'll go back yeah and that's it. I mean, it's one of those things a lot of people don't think about. I mean, once you get, I mean, not to sound bad, but once you get to our age, mm-hmm. we have done so many things when we were younger, mm-hmm. you know, and not to, but our generation, it wasn't a, oh, I have a little bit of pain. I'm going to go to the doctor. It was pretty much as long as your leg was still attached, you didn't go to the doctor. So, so I still yeah. remember to this day. Um, my, my mother never trusted doctors like ever, ever. I think I, the last time I saw a doctor as a kid until I started making my own appointments at 16 and going on my own, um, was when I was like elementary school or something. And you had to get your shots to be able to go to school. Like that's the last time I saw a doctor until I was 16 and started making my own appointments. Um, I remember that I dislocated my left knee 90 degrees to the left. And so my, my leg made an L it was very cool looking. And I tore all the yeah. ligaments in there. And my friends actually took me to the hospital when it happened. And I called my parents from the hospital. And they lived 10 minutes from the hospital. An hour later, they show up. You know, because yeah. your kid's in the emergency room. No big deal, right? And Shoot. My you're mom, already at the emergency room. Dad's, so you can take care of Well, my dad's first response was, congratulations, you're the first of our children to land in the hospital. My mom's response was, I'm oh. tired, honey. We're going home. And I was like, but my knee. And she's yeah. like, put some ice on it and quit whining. We're going home. Ice? Really? They think I tore something. She's like, uh-huh. I'm like, yeah, oh, put some ice on okay. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, um, I, I grew up in a split-level house. Like, you walk in the front door, you have to go up or you have to go down. You you can't do anything yeah. else. And it was always like, put some ice rules. on it and stop. Yeah. I was like, okay. So I'm just going to go. I learned how to go upstairs on my butt. It was great. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Well, see, for me, it was one of those... It wasn't as much my parents as me. I hated the doctor because, I mean, what some people know and some don't, I was very sick as a child, like very sick. Oh, yeah? Like I wasn't supposed to, I wasn't supposed to live past the age of five. Um, wow. They were wrong, obviously. But, well, you know, they're best, they're so best parents, attempts. Yeah, you know, that's why they call it practice, and they're practicing. <laughs> but so I hated going to the doctor because, I mean, I was one of those kids that my mom – you know, once told me the story that she remembers a nurse literally crying and walking out of the room 
because I had figured out by the age of about two that if I laid still, it hurt less when they drew blood. But I would still oh cry like mad. But I would lay completely and utterly like still, like relax. But from the neck up, I'm screaming like bloody murder. But oh the rest of me, I'm like totally because I'd figured out it hurt. And there was a nurse that literally started crying because she's like, I can't believe this kid has already figured this out because mm-hmm. that's how much we've had to stick him. Because back then, mm-hmm. you know as well as I do, it wasn't like now where they stick you and they one time and they just change the vial. Back then, if they wanted, that, to, you know, four different, they stuck you four times. Uh huh. Uh huh. I know. I remember. You know, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I remember going so, and getting my blood drawn so, for whatever test it was when you're a kid. And yeah, I was like, why are you sticking me over and over and over again if you only yeah. need a little blood? She's like, well, I need a little blood for this and a little blood for that, and a little blood for this. And I was yeah. like, this is dumb. For each test, they had to pull a different body. It was horrible. So yeah, oh, I yeah. figured it out. That I'd be, so I was that, that kid that, I mean, I had severe asthma. So to the point where like when I was five, I was DOA one time at the hospital. But Dear God, man. They brought... Apparently, they brought me back, obviously. But so, I mean, oh, it's. Oh, that makes so much sense now. As I got older, I, I hated the doctors. So, it's like pretty much mm-hmm. like as long as my limb was still attached, I'm like, I ain't going. So, uh-huh. but yeah, it, it was bad. Like the, the group health in Ren, Redmond. Yeah. Pretty death. much my mom's had. Yeah, group death. My mom just had to call them and say my name. She just call and say my name with her, like, we'll have his we'll have his room ready. That's actually so, what, yeah. Um, yeah, Brad and his little brother were like when uh, they were growing up. So, one or the other of them was in the in the emergency room about once a month. Um, Brad still yeah. tells the story that they were at the Marine Corps picnic because um, their mom's boyfriend was in the Marine Corps, and they were at the Marine Corps picnic, and they weren't allowed to do any of the fun stuff because they were too little. So they were sitting on the swings, and they're just sitting on the swings. They're not even swinging. They're just sitting there, and Adam just, like, falls off and breaks his arm. Like, right. sitting perfectly still, just falls off and breaks his arm. And he's like, um... Um, and he like walks over to, you know, a bunch of Marines and his mom, he's like, I, I think my arms hurt. And like the Marines are like, Whoa, oh my God, your yeah. arms going the wrong direction. <laughs> so yeah, group death. Well, see, I was that kid too, because you know, when my parents never hit it from me, so I knew that I was sick and I knew yeah. that, you know, pretty much I was in the room. They didn't make like, like most times you, you, the parents would make the kid leave the room and the doctor's telling you, Hey, your kid's going to die. They let me stay in the room because they're like, let him know. We're not going to baby him. We're just going to let him, you mm-hmm. know, we figure if we put him in a bubble, he's not going to live anyway. So it's a point. Asthma. Severe asthma. Severe asthma. Really? Like severe. And, but there was no cause. They could never figure out why. Like, uh, like, as, like I could run and do everything and I was fine. And, but then all voice. of a sudden, yeah, pretty much. But then all of a sudden, but I knew, like I figured out at a young age, I could tell, I could, I knew what it felt like. When I was one was coming on, so I could tell my mom, "Hey, we need to go to the hospital because it's it's about to happen." So, Jeez. but I mean, it was bad enough that like if I was in the hospital within like forty five minutes to a half an hour, half an hour to forty five minutes, I would turn blue and and that's what happened the one time. I literally like I was having too much fun, didn't want to tell my mom. By the time I, I told knew my it. mom, it I was too knew late. you were playing. I knew it. Yeah. yeah. By the time I told my mom, it was too late. And by the time we got to the hospital, I had turned blue and quit breathing. Yeah. So. But because of that, it gives you this whole different outlook on life. Because uh-huh. most kids are like, oh, my God, I can't do this. I might die. And I'm like, 
I'm going to die anyway. So why not? <laughs> I was always I was always told I couldn't because um, yeah. I'm a girl and I wasn't good enough oh. and I couldn't. And oh, I was like, so bitch, I'm going to prove you wrong. I'm going to prove you wrong. You don't think I can let her in a sport? I'm going to prove you wrong. You don't think that I'm as smart as my sibling? I'm going to prove you wrong. So, yeah, I, I did a lot of stuff to spite oh, yeah. people. Yeah, see, my was just because it was like, oh, see, that's awesome. I, I was yeah, I wrestled in high school to spite my gymnastics teacher. Oh, there you go. Like, I'm yeah, going to die yeah. anyway, so I might as well have fun before it happens. So, like, Pretty I have a, an aunt. I have an aunt in California who has not talked to me in 30-something years and told my parents she would never babysit or deal with me ever again because I was eight. Why? What did you because do? Because <laughs> we were down in California on a river swimming. So I paid more attention. But we're swimming in the river, and she said all of a sudden, she told my mom, she turned her head for a minute to, like, make sandwiches for us kids, and she turns back around, and I'm about 40 to 45 feet up the side of the cliff. Just decided to start climbing. <laughs> <laughs> that's, and my mom's like, if he, if he can get his hands on anything, he'll climb. That's just what he does. He climbs. So I'm like 40 to 45 yeah. feet in the air. And then she said the wrong thing. She said, get down. <gasps> I said, sure. So I literally just turned around and jumped straight down because the river was down there and dropped yeah. 45 feet into the river. And she said her heart just about stopped. And she's like, yeah, I never want to deal with that kid again. He's insane. There's something mm-hmm. wrong with him. Well, yes, I, just, I never like had start that. in alphabetical order or order of importance. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah. Well, it's like that. It's just when you grow up with that whole thing of like it's in your instilled in your brain that you're going to die. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, if I'm going to die, why do I have to worry about it? Let's go yeah. do this. Why am I going to try and be so careful? Was, oh, yeah. I was the kid who like I think I was what 20, about 20 years old and I had to go in for a head x-ray because I'd hit myself in the head at work. And the doctor did x-rays, and they're like, well, there's no skull fractures this time, but it looks like the last ones have healed nicely. And I'm like, what are you talking about? The last one? And he's like, I can see multiple, like, four or five different skull fractures that you've had over the years that have healed. And I'm like, well, I could think of a couple of those, but probably, they probably happen. But, yeah, no, that, I just never. That also makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It does. You, I mean, you were a I zombie just... with concussions. Oh, lots of them. Lots of concussions. We didn't wear helmets. Helmets were for pussies. Well, helmets made your hair look funny, and they were hot. They did. And, yeah, no. I wore my helmet um, down the hill and out of my neighborhood. As soon as I got on the trail anywhere, the helmet came off. I actually got pulled over by the Bellevue cops when I was a kid, and I could not figure out why. Like, I was riding my bike to um, drill team practice at school during the summer because I didn't have a driver's license or a car. And, you know, my parents worked, and so I had to get there somehow, and it was, like, five miles from home, so I rode my bike. I was, like, one block from school, and a cop pulls up next to me and flashes his lights, and I was like, I'm I'm on a bike. Like, what yeah, rules what am want? I breaking? I'm on a bike. And he pulled me over in the 7-Eleven parking lot. He's like, do you know why I pulled you over? And I was like, honestly, I, I don't know. I'm not trying to be dumb, but yeah. I have no idea. He's like, you're not wearing a helmet. Is that a law? He's like, no, but it's a really good idea. I'm like, Okay, cool. Yeah, and he's no. like, you should wear a helmet. I'm like, so I'm a girl yeah, no. and I'm like 15, and that's probably going to happen. <laughs> but okay, yeah, no, it's going to totally mess up your hair. I was actually, I, I got I got pulled over for speeding on a bicycle. No. Yep. There was a hill. I grew up in Maple Valley, but we go up to Fairwood all the time, and there's a hill coming out of Fairwood down to Maple Valley Highway. Just a huge, long, steep hill. And we were coming down that, and I just went for it. Put my bike, I had a, a mountain bike. Put it in the high, you oh, know, yeah. lowest gear I could, and just started pedaling as hard as I could, and straight down the hill, and I started passing the cars, <gasps> and as fast as I could down the hill, 
and the cop all of a sudden like pulls me over. He's like, do you know how fast you were going? I'm like, do you see a speedometer? <laughs> no, but please tell me. <laughs> He's like, you were doing 55 and a 30. And I'm like, really? No way. I, 55? I didn't think a bike could do I got- that. I thought it would rattle apart. Oh, it was it was getting there. It was one of those ones where like the pucker factor starts setting in because that front tire starts to shake and you start to get oh, the yeah, death the wall and you're like, oh, yeah, it's like I think I think I'm gonna die because you know there's no helmet <laughs> either. So at that point, if I'd gone down, it would have been toast. But the cops you like, what are you doing? I'm like, staying on the sidewalk. Yeah, but like I said, I mean, when you grew up with that whole mentality, I mean, it took me. <laughs> I was I'm in my 40s and I still have problems with that mentality of well, I'm gonna die anyway, so who cares. That's pretty much where I'm at. Like, so my dad was, my dad was like the healthiest one in the family. He was the one that like rode his bike 30 miles to work in the summer, like super duper healthy, like eating, you know, eating right and all that stuff. Never smoked, rarely drank, never did drugs, like super duper healthy one, right? Dude gets leukemia when he's 51 and dies. I was like, are you freaking kidding and I remember having worst. to, like, go to my niece's second birthday party and tell everybody, oh, yeah, by the way, dad can't be here because he's in the hospital. He's got leukemia. And my uncle, who is a total druggy, alcoholic, whatever, um, he looked at me he's like, your dad, your dad, the healthy one, the healthy one has leukemia. Fuck it. Let's start drinking. <laughs> yeah. All right. There's and one way yeah. to deal with it. Well, it's kind of one of those things that, I mean, it, it, it it really does put that in a perspective where you think about it. It's like, no matter how healthy you are, bad things can happen. But at the same time, as someone who's gotten healthier, your life's better while you're healthy. Yeah. I mean, and so my, my whole case, thing is like, I'm, I'm just going to, I'm going to go out and I'm going to have fun and I'm going to go out and I'm going to do what I want to do and, you know, enjoy and hopefully inspire people along the way. Cause it's like, life is too short to just sit around and wait for retirement to do this crap. I want to do it yeah, now. Exactly. And it's one of those things that's like, you know, in a case like that where it's like, you know, he was healthy as can be, but I got leukemia. It's like, it's more than likely he would have got it either way. So, but he was healthy and he could enjoy life up until he got it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, and I was, see all these people doing are like, a lot of stuff. Yeah, I see all these people like, oh, well, you know, if a healthy person's going to get it, why should I be healthy? It's like, because it's a better life. It's like, would you rather be healthy and out there walking and yeah. having fun with well, your friends and, and goofing off or sitting on the couch and getting, you know, you get winded when you get up to go to the bathroom. I mean, that's a problem. So there's a gal that I work with that blows my mind. She is in her, she's the one that didn't believe how old I was. She's in her like mid yeah. to late twenties. And she could not believe that I was 41. Like I had to show her my driver's license. She accused me of it being fake. And she, so we work on the sixth floor and the cafeteria, cause they feed us at work. It's amazing. Um, is on the oh, seventh wow. floor. She will not walk up one flight of stairs. She will take oh. the elevator because she can't walk up a flight of stairs. And she's not a big gal. She just is absolutely zero fitness. And she's like, no, I don't, I don't want to do that. I'm like, what do you do when you go home? I watch YouTube videos. Okay. And so there's a lot of people I like watch that. Netflix. I got a couple. I got some friends that are like that, that have like lost a whole bunch of weight, but they've done it just on like diet and, you know, all that kind of yep. stuff. It's like they couldn't walk more than 30 feet without getting winded. It's like, cool, you've lost all this weight, you're skinny, but what are you going to do with it? Yeah, exactly. I I know. I'm sorry. I've had an eating disorder in my life, so the idea of, like, losing a bunch of weight by just not eating, oh, my God, no, thank you. I would rather rather spend time on, you know, lifting weights in a treadmill and freaking the rowing machine today. Like, I'll I'll, I'll do that before I go with the whole, like, eating disorder thing again. Thank you. No. And that was the thing with me is I figured out if I could – if I can eat every couple hours and just small meals, I'm good. 
My biggest yeah, problem is, yeah. is I'm one of those, I get distracted really easy because I'm pretty sure, you know, my mom tells me I probably have ADD, but I've never been diagnosed and I really don't care at this point. If I'm 41 mm-hmm. and live this long without drugs, I'm probably fine. But I can get well, distracted. Without those like, drugs. I'll go, yeah. I'll go days without eating if I don't think no. about it. Yeah. Your body's and, like and a that's bear. What I, and that's what I would do as a teenager all the time. Like, my mom would come up to me and be like, hey, you know, when's the last time you ate? And I'm like, uh. Like, if you have to think about it, there's a problem. And I'm like, I'm just not hungry. And that's and kind see, of the one thing. thing and then like, I, I, I don't I don't do well with solid food in the morning. I never have. My mom yeah, would force me I'm to similar. eat breakfast before I'd leave for school, and I'd usually be sick I on the way to school. Yeah, my dad was the same way. And my dad would have a big old glass of milk or whatever, and then he'd eat breakfast at work like an hour or two later. And so yeah. I'm the same way. But now that I work um, – so I work at Facebook now. I work for um, the training department at – have you heard of Oculus, the VR headsets? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's where I work. I work for Oculus. Oh, you suck. Oh, you have no idea, dude. Like, they, they well, literally they gave me a free headset to go home and play with over the weekend to bug. I'm like, are you joking? <laughs> okay. Do you ever want um, to go into safety training? I may have, I may know a guy that knows a lot about safety training that loves that kind of thing, but I'm just saying. Um, I actually work for EHS. I actually work for Environmental Health and Safety. So oh, like, no, I'm yeah, teaching okay. people not to look at lasers. No. What's like, wrong with don't, that? don't look at lasers and, and, and before <laughs> you touch the liquid nitrogen, please put on the appropriate PPE. Like, yeah, it's oh. my, my job's hilarious. But they yeah, feed no, us so, at work, like breakfast, it. lunch, dinner. There's food everywhere. And I've actually noticed that, like, I'll get to work and I'll work for, like, a half hour, an hour, whatever, make sure nothing blew up in the middle of the night. Because we have offices all the way over in, like, Cork, Ireland, too. So I get in at 8 yeah. o'clock in the morning. They're almost walking out the door. So I have to make sure that, like, I'm answering their stuff before they leave. Yeah. And so it's like once I, you know, once I've done most of my, like, urgent stuff, I'll go upstairs and I'll actually eat breakfast. It's amazing. <laughs> Like, what's this like? This is cool. I'm not, like, ready to gnaw my own arm off at lunch. I'm not snapping at people at, you know, 11.15. This is cool. I like this. Yeah, that would be awesome. If I had something like that where there was, like, food there, I would grab something. And I'm really good if there's, like, food, like, just I can grab and, like, when I want to munch, I'll munch all day long. It's just, like, small amounts. But if there's nothing in front of me, I won't think about to go get it. Well, there's also what they call a micro kitchen about 20 feet from my desk. And it has a ton of snacks. Um, it has two fridges full of different kinds of like snacks, drinks, milks. They have an espresso machine there. I've taught about half of my floor how to use the espresso machine. It's kind of amazing. But they call it the Facebook 15 because people will just like get up and grab like candy and munch all day long. But they also have some healthy stuff. They've got hummus and carrots, which makes me really happy. Yeah, and see, I would try yeah. and go for the, the healthy stuff. But I would probably get some of the sweet stuff too because I like that. See, my biggest problem was like when me and Amber got married, I was 160 pounds. Yeah, she cooks nice. She does. She cooks. Cook that's nice. the problem. Like, well, both of us do, but we can both cook <laughs> really good. But that's the, that's the problem. Is all of a sudden it was like I had nightly meals and everything else, uh-huh. and it was like I could eat. Where like when I was single, I mean, I would go two or three days, and then some be like, "Oh, I should probably make some food." <laughs> <laughs> so my body was always in starvation. Yeah, you know, holding on to everything it could. Yep. And I broke my body of that habit, and then when I stopped working at that one company and I went back into my bad eating habits, it all went back because I'll go all day. I'm one of those, if I don't bring food to work with me, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily will stop and get it. I'm not one of those that will just be like, oh, there's McDonald's. I'll stop and get McDonald's. I'll be like, oh, I shouldn't eat that, so I just won't eat it all. Mm-hmm. I and used then, to be like that. Then I, I bring get, my food to work. Yeah. yeah. And if and I didn't, I there was nothing eat, to eat at work. Yeah. And then I get home and I eat like 
enough for like five people when I eat dinner. So, yeah. yeah. That so, is one thing it's that it's, it's, it's a version it's about, of self care and it's really hard to break yourself of that habit of just go, 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 go. Luckily I sit in a little pod of people and we've made it like between 12 and 12, 15, we will stop and we'll start harassing each other to go get lunch, go get lunch, yeah. go get lunch. And, and so that was it for me is yeah. it, when I had the set schedule, when I had the one time where the company where I worked at a desk, the lunchroom was right there. I could go to it. And I had a set schedule at six o'clock. I got to work. I would have a yogurt at nine o'clock. I would grab like a hundred calories, something, mm-hmm. you know, and then at noon I would go work out. And then on my way back up, I'd make a sandwich. And then mm-hmm. at three, I would, you know, eat something. And then on my way, once I got home, I would have dinner. So it was like every three dying. hours I was, yeah, every three mm-hmm. hours I was eating something small, but then I get, you know, now all of a sudden I'm driving all day and I forget. And I just, that schedule is not there. And that's my, my biggest thing is that's balance between no matter how much I work out, doesn't really help if I'm not eating right. And then it's like, if I'm, mm-hmm. not, if I'm eating right is good, but it's better if I'm working out. So it's trying to get that balance and getting them both going at the same time. So I seem to have a both. habit of getting one. I get a habit of getting one going right and not the other. So I, I stay fat and, you know, whatever. But You just got your little so. Christmas sweater on. Yeah, all the time. I've got my it's... my hibernation fat. There's no, <laughs> can I just call you no Teddy Bear from now on? Can you, you can. Teddy Bear from now on? I mean, I've got a nickname. Well, no, Stalker is still a very affectionate nickname. It is. It is. And then I have I've had the fun of being like the guy, like the 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 Facebook bomber, which makes the Stalker name so much better. A Facebook what? Oh, the photo bomber. I've been photo bombing like everybody. Oh every yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Facebook photo bomber. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it was Landy, I think. I got her, like, her whole family took this really great picture at the terrain race last year. And they're like, yay. Oh, no. And it was, like, two hours later, all of a sudden, I get this, like, message from Landy. She's like, you jerk. And I'm like, what? And she shows me the picture, <laughs> like, right on her, her husband's shoulder, like, just above his shoulder. You can see my eyes popping up. And she's oh, my like, God, really? you're amazing. <laughs> she's like, well, it took me, like, two hours what? to see you there. We can yeah. be proud of that. You gave me the nickname Dadass. I gave you the nickname Stalker. You did. So you can be proud. We can be proud of that. Yeah. That was that first year at Washougal. That year. Was it? Is that what it was? I think it was at Washougal then, 2015. When we no, were no. I think it started before sure. that because it was in Montana, 2015, <laughs> that we took the picture where I like dropped my pants and I was wearing the underwear that said "Kiss This," and a couple people were actually kissing oh. my ass and I was looking over my shoulder. That's when it started. Yeah. Is, I yeah, still have I that picture. When I met one you. of my favorite photos. Yep. In Montana, 2015, that effing yep. mountain. Though that's where I met yes. Christian, so I can't hate it too much. Yeah, but see, that's the thing. I'm still so mad at myself because this is the first year I missed Montana. I know. I'm so Since sorry. 15. I'm but so sorry. That sucks. It was needed. And my doctor was right. He's like, if I don't do the surgery now, you're going to go to Montana. Yeah, like, you're, you're right. right. I will. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you're right. Because once and you did the surgery, it's like, it there's worse. no way. Yeah. And that was it. I shouldn't you have gone to Seattle. You know yeah, what? I should have done I Seattle. was really, really pissed that I was going to miss Seattle because of this wedding. I was in my friend's wedding, and I was, like, trying to justify, like, how I could go race Seattle in the morning and then, like, shower really quick and go to her evening wedding. And I was like, I'm just not – it's just not going to work, and let's just not do that. And fine, fine. I was so upset, but I, I resigned to the fact that I was missing Seattle. But I was going to do the next yeah. day with everybody, and I was excited until, like, 
11, 12 o'clock in the morning, I start getting all these pings. I'm like, what the hell? People are finishing really fast. Oh, no, DNF, 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 DNF. I'm like, yeah. oh, crap. It was brutal. If that it hadn't race, been for, I mean, yeah, if it hadn't been for the uh, the Britons, the, the whole family, basically, Andrea, Michael, Mitchell, all of them. Oh, yeah. I don't think Benton, Benton wouldn't have been. But Benton, like, found the common ground with them and started talking, like, in Japanese. So I couldn't have much saying. But, That's awesome. <laughs> That's so amazing. they started talking Japanese and talking about anime, and all of a sudden, I mean, he was because he was ready to quit. He's like, "I can't do this, Dad. This this is way too cold. It's horrible." And then they started talking, and like they went on their kick, and it's like, "Okay, he's forgotten about how cold he is, so let's just keep going and hope he doesn't think about it again." Yeah, it was brutal. Worse than last year. Worse than last year is what I heard. Well, the thing was, it wasn't. I don't think it was as wet as last year, but, but the wind. it was colder. The wind. Yeah, and it was the wind. Colder. Yeah. So we. We went out to do, because um, we we're getting like wedding photos and stuff like that done. And it was sideways rain and like this whole glass area up in Muckleteo and like the wind and the rain. And we're like, okay, so all of our photos are going to be indoors. That's cool. Yeah. And I'm just silently thinking, I'm so glad I'm not in the mud right now. You would have <laughs> loved so... it. Hey, hey, I would have liked it. I would have liked it. Yes. But ultimately, well, I mean, it was like what? She only gets married once. It? That's true. Well, you never know, but oh, hopefully. I, got so, I got so much trouble with one of my friends who I was going to miss their wedding. I'm like, I'll catch the next one. And then they got <gasps> to me to that, but apparently oh, something you don't say to someone before they get married. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> but I was right. She's on number three now, so it's fine. And oh! I still haven't been to one of them. So, yeah. <laughs> Just give them a really nice gift for number four and be like, hey, this makes up for all the rest of it, right? Yeah, pretty much. I think number four is going to be the same guy that was number two, but whatever. But Oh, <laughs> you couldn't do it right the first time? Yeah, pretty much. You know how people are. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> well, you know, it was like two years ago. You remember when it was just pouring down rain the entire time in Seattle? Wasn't that last Like year? the whole race? Uh, no, it was like two years ago because it was the time it was, well, you you were with us. It was, Ra- You're oh, right. I can never say her name. Yeah. Rush, Raj, Raj, me. whatever. Raj, Raj me. Raj me. I can never say that yeah. right, and I always feel so bad. Um, when we did the, when we got her up the slip wall, where it was me oh, yeah. and uh, whatever his name is, like helped her up What's that wall. Butt? That's the yeah. year. Yeah, that's, that's the year that I always remember as being as being worse because that year was just it was cold and it never stopped raining. Never well, stopped. And we found out that where they put the bucket every year, that little like downhill towards the the road that's actually a drainage hill yeah. and it like carved through and people were slipping and falling and sliding down that oh my god yeah april yeah. in seattle why it's one of those things though i've had this argument with people is i mean maybe move it like a month maybe a month but the problem that i run into is if you go too far into the summer look how easy the this beast is if you did yeah, this super the beast is so easy, but that's what makes that super so hard is the weather. If it's not for the weather, that beast is nothing. My beast time I mean, was 10 minutes nothing. faster than my super time. Exactly. So mm-hmm. if you move that, if you move it up to, you know, like June, it's going to be so easy because it's so dry. It's going to be, you're going to be done in an hour. I'm sorry. Did you say dry in June? Did you not see the amount of rain we got last night? We got like two inches of oh, rain in wow. 10 minutes last night. Okay, it would still be a little bit wet, but it wouldn't be, you know, I don't it know. It wouldn't be I April. like the April because I like the challenge of it. It sucks, but we know it. And I like that challenge because I, I like that different challenge on different races. Because, yep. you know, you got, mon- you got 
Vegas that I normally do in March, which is usually dry and warm in March. And then I do Seattle, which is wet and nasty in April. Mm-hmm. Montana, which is could go either way. Yeah. Some years it's been wet and nasty. Some years it's been nice and warm. You know. This year was okay. And then, yeah. And then I don't know. I was lame. But <laughs> and then we go. And then I usually don't do another Spartan until Washougal. So which is hotter than like Hades. That, yeah. Which is hotter than Hades. And then I go to Hawaii, which is humid. So it's like I mm-hmm. like that. That like every race that I do every year has that little bit. It's not just the obstacles; it's the weather that makes it completely different and gives me that other that extra challenge of trying to figure oh, out yeah. how am I going to deal with this weather. So like, oh, yeah. this year, well, I think I'm doing big bear this year. I'm doing Tahoe. Oh, I heard. Oh, you. dude. Um, so I love Tahoe. I've done Tahoe three times. Last year was the first time I didn't do Tahoe. Um, the best thing I can say is layers, 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 layers. Um, because yeah, I've never done Tahoe. At the at the bottom, it's not bad. At the top, it's cold as hell. And if you thought it was yeah. windy in Seattle, it is like you get to the top of that mountain and it will push you sideways. So layers, nice. lots of layers. And I'm, I'm not joking. I'm talking like two layers on the bottom, three layers on the top, like a jacket that you can take off, a long sleeve shirt and a short sleeve shirt. Like you must layer up and you've Ooh. got to wear something on your head. You've got to have a beanie. Um, you probably should have like beanies. a buff or something across your face. Uh, I would recommend gloves too. And not just those crappy little 99 cent store gloves. I'm talking like actual gloves and Ziploc bags to keep your ass, like to keep your stuff dry. Yeah. And so that's the because I've never done Tahoe, but it's amazing. I didn't do Montana. I've never done Montana. I, I didn't do Montana this year and I'm, I was signed up. I transferred my Montana race to Tahoe. You're going to love it. And it's amazing. Well, I'm already supposed to be in Tahoe. I'm still trying to figure out all the specifics, but as BeastNet, we have been invited by yeah. Spartan to Tahoe for media. Oh, yes. that's amazing. Yeah. Good for you. So we're invited. So I'm supposed to be there, I think, Thursday, Friday for media with all the racers and all that kind of stuff. And then Saturday is supposed mm-hmm. to be another day, but I'm like, eh, I'm racing Saturday if I'm there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, does, your elliptical Tahoe, do, does your elliptical do elevation or does it just do resistance? It does elevation too. So, and that's actually what I've been doing. I've been pushing it like to the highest elevation Good. and resistance at the same time because, well, Montana. But yeah, no, Tahoe is Tahoe is. Um, so you remember that one spot in Montana where it was like straight up and it was like a forty-five degree angle and everybody was dying. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a lot of Tahoe. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Yeah, you're gonna love Tahoe, and the views are even better than Montana if you can say a thing. Like it's it's unreal. Wow. Well, and I think yeah. Jody. Jody has said, I think she signed up for Tahoe so that she could be my partner. I didn't have anyone to race with. I'm like, I'm just going and going for it because I never, yeah, I just do things because I don't plan. I think we figured this out. Anyone who listens to the podcast knows I don't plan. I just randomly do things and hope it ends out okay. So, like a half marathon this yeah. weekend or a full marathon this weekend. The full marathon, yeah. <laughs> See, actually, when this airs, it'll be the day after the marathon. So either people are going to know I'm dead or yeah. this is my last, like, you know, the last thing anyone will hear from me, or I'll just be recovering. But <laughs> or it'll be the last thing anybody hears from me besides a swear word. Yeah, it's gonna be. It's gonna be. It's one of those things. That, I mean, you know me. You've raced with me. I don't know when to stop. You know, you were with me in Washougal when I pretty much. I, I have scars on my wrist from sliding. That, that oh my god! I swear to God, wall. I thought you'd broken your wrist, and oh, you I still I kept did. going. I finished. I got over that thing. I know you did. I got over it without help. Yeah, but my Not wrist was yeah. 
no, you know, whatever. It was bleeding so bad. Oh, so bad. Oh, I, I was hiding it from the volunteers. Because oh, I know like, you were. Like the first, the first time a volunteer saw it and I saw the blood and they're like, oh, and I'm like, you didn't see nothing, dude. Stop looking. <laughs> like, yeah. you're not pulling me off this course. I'm finishing. Oh, my God. I know that, that year. Yeah. I know. Like, put, throw some water on it. Cover it up with some dirt. Don't worry about it. Fine. Fine. Yeah. Put some dirt on it. You'll be fine. Yeah. Especially that dirt, you know? Oh, yeah. Well, sugar dirt. Uh, oh. Makes the best mud ever. Love it's gonna that be an mud. I'm so excited. It's going to be so much fun. Crazy. This year, I'm pretty much, me and Benton are driving down, because this is Benton's sprint. Benton's already done the Super in Seattle. This will be his sprint <gasps> for his trifecta, because he did a trifecta last year. He wants a trifecta again this year. So oh, yeah, this will be his sprint. So we're going to drive down, there... race, and then turn around and drive right back. Because so I literally the, leave for Hawaii the next day. The, oh, my gosh, yeah. So the terrain race in Portland is the next day. And they had, like, free registration a while ago around New Year's, and I signed up yeah. for it. And I was like, wait a second, that's the day after Washougal. I should probably just stay in a hotel down there. We'll yeah. see. We'll see. I know a lot of people are doing that. They're doing both. I'm doing the train race up here, I think, the weekend before. So oh, I'm doing the train race. is fun. Yeah, so me, Amber, and Benton are going to do the one in Monroe. And then the next yeah. weekend, me and Benton will go down and do Washougal. And then mm-hmm. that Monday after Washougal, me and Amber fly out for Hawaii. So. That's awesome. And then I'll do Hawaii the next weekend. All three this year. It's all three or die. Yes, you are. God. Yeah. I, I was ready for all three last year, and then all of a sudden, freaking a hurricane lane. But dang. You know, it's going to make this year so much sweeter. It will. So, well, I mean, that was the bad part, too, because there was a couple things. Like, we were going to hike Diamond Head. We wanted to hike Diamond Head and go to top. I wanted to go mm-hmm. up there. But they closed the trail because of the hurricane. Oh, God, yeah. So there was a bunch of things. There was a bunch of things that we wanted to do that ended up getting closed because of the hurricane. The only thing that didn't was the catamaran ride, and I got smashed on the catamaran. <laughs> <laughs> was, yeah, I was nice and drunk. And then, of course, I was doing the, the Titanic thing at the front because I was drunk. And like standing out all the way, all the way on the front with my leg like wrapped around the railing, like leaned out, like I'm the king of the world. And Amber and Serena are like, "You're gonna fall in." I'm like, "Whatever, I can." And if I do, there's turtles. Yes, I have my, I I have my first experience with um, rum punch and boats Uh, when we went on our cruise in February. I think it was in um, one of the U.S. Virgin Islands, St. Thomas. And oh, uh, yeah. we signed up, we signed up for this, you know, it's the only cruise Brad and I've ever been on. We signed up for this excursion. It's like, oh, we're going to take you on this boat out to go snorkel with turtles. And I was like, sign me up. I don't care what it costs. I'm swimming. Oh, with awesome. Like it's happening. And so on our way out, they're like, you know, giving us the safety briefing, blah, 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 Coast Guard, this and all that. Oh yeah. And if you see the captain and the crew start jumping over the side with bottles of rum, the boat's going down, join us. And we're like, wait there's rum i didn't realize it was like a booze cruise i had no idea it's like nine o'clock in the morning and they're mixing up batches of rum punch and just like over serving the hell out of everybody i was like oh yeah oh my god <laughs> well that's yeah, what's amazing that's... about this like the catamaran that we go on we go every year it's the same one me and amber always picks it. it's called the mai tai and literally they make mai tais the whole time we're on this thing that's amazing so, of course amber amber and serena are still hung over from the day before because two people apparently they can't hang with me. <laughs> so uh, I'm drinking their, yeah, I'm drinking their Mai Tais and my Mai Tais and like half the boat's Mai Tais. So yeah, it was, it was awesome. The next, 
it wasn't the next day, but it was like the next port of call we went to. I had a water bottle because it's like we're in we're in the Caribbean. I am not a Caribbean kind of girl. Like I was hot and sweaty and I'm chugging my water and I finished my water bottle. I was like, oh, well, there's a big old five gallon drum thing of it's got to be water. And so I start filling up my water bottle and I'm just like talking to other people on the boat, whatever. I'm filling up my water bottle. I'm like, that's pink. Oh, that ain't water. <laughs> 32 ounce water bottle full of rum punch. And I was like, oh, it's gonna be a fun oh day. yeah, that's going to be a good it's day. It's going to be a fun day. So that was one of the fun, like in Hawaii was this year, last year. We went on a day, pretty much just, we found every bar we could, walked around and drank for a day. Yeah. And that was the same day that we had, Spartan had their little party, where we all went and they gave us free drinks and gave us trifecta passes. Yeah. So we're like, cool. So we get there, and you don't realize how many Spartans don't drink until you go to a bar where they're giving out free drinks to all the Spartan racers. I ended up, I, I had to have a stack of like 20 of these drinks in my hand. Oh, my God. So, of course, I, I mean, I, I'm a good drinker, but I can't drink that many. So we're, no. we're sitting there, and we're, oh, me, me, Amber, Serena are drinking, having our fun. And then all of a sudden, it's like, okay, well, they're closing down the bar, so let's go to, I think it was the Maui Brewing Company, because we'd met this guy named yep. Nate, who's really cool. Um, that place is good. We're like, let's, let's go over here to the Maui Brewing Company. So we go over there, and Amber and Serena are like, I can't drink anymore, and I'm the one driving. <laughs> and they're like, I can't drink anymore. And I'm like, I'll get another Mai Tai. I'm good. Let's keep going. So, <laughs> yeah, they Dude. can't hang with me. So that's bad we news. Really bad quick. news. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the hotel was only like a, a couple blocks away. We, I think we ended up like walking back, but it was one of those, yeah. That they, they can't, we figured out really quickly that Amber and Serena cannot hang with me when it comes to drinking. So, so yeah. You know about like all the beer tickets that Christian and I have, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you usually um, have beer like in a freaking mug with you too. So, if it's a local race, yes, I'm bringing some good beer. Um, now that they're yeah. not doing Coors Light at every single race, I'm not like traveling with my growler as much but yeah so they had 805 brewing company in yeah 805 in um in monterey this last weekend and i was like oh okay yeah you know that's what the free beer is it's actually decent beer and so everybody's like whatever. and then a couple more and it's like oh wait i've got like four hours to kill (laughs) yeah Yeah. we had a good time and I was like, I'm not, not going to get completely smashed. I did that one time in our first time getting a double trifecta in Sacramento. We made it rain beer tickets there, and we had a growler of beer. And Chris and I just like, I kind of think we made a lot of friends in the beer tent, but I don't really remember. Um, I had trouble walking back to the car. Like, that's that's how bad it got. Not going to do that again. Flying home hungover was not fun. Why not? Flying home hungover. Flying home yeah, I'm awesome. drunk. Fine, hungover. No, thank you. Every little bump was like, oh, <laughs> mommy. <laughs> that makes it fun. I was flying Southwest. And that's one thing. Yeah, that's one thing. Like we figured out with Hawaii was trying to figure out like the planning of it. Of the first year, I landed, flew, the, or raced the next day. Worst planning ever because I was not acclimated to that humidity at all. Nope. The next year, we went in. We were there for a week. Then I raced, and then we flew out Monday. So I was oh. acclimated to the weather, but now I'm on a plane after trying to do two races in the, you know, doing two races that weekend, a beast in the sprint, or beast in a super. And now I'm the next day, I'm sitting on a plane for seven hours. My legs hated Terrible. So that's why this year was like, yeah. See, last year we were going to do it, it was like Wednesday to Wednesday. Yeah. It was going to be, you know, like two days to acclimate, race, 
and then a couple of days after to have some fun. This year, we're like, no, we're going for two weeks. This time, we're making that's a real a, vacation out of it. Well, that's such a good idea, too. I mean, because you both love, why not stay and make it a real vacation? And that's just it. So, I mean, we've done the, we did it the first year we did Vegas, where we literally, like, flew down Friday. I raced Saturday. And literally, as soon as I finished racing, we drove straight back to the hotel, took a shower, and had to go straight to the airport and flew home. We were there less than 24 hours. Shoot. And it's like, you know, and after that race, we're like, what's the point? You know, we flew all the way down here so that the race to fly right back. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. ever since then, we've always tried to make a vacation out of it. That's usually like when I go to Vegas now, we'll fly in Friday. I'll race Saturday and Sunday. And then we usually don't fly back till Tuesday or Wednesday so that we can Super have some tickets fun. Then too. Yeah, it's cheaper tickets, but then at the same time, we can also, we, we can enjoy our time down. Yeah, exactly. And that's, like, I I barely traveled as a kid. Like, the furthest we ever traveled was we went to Disneyland one time when I was, like, in third grade. And so yeah. I, tra- I traveled nowhere as a kid. Wait, no, I kid you. I went to Boston for my uncle's wedding when I was 20. Um, so Ooh, traveling now is amazing. I was like, let's go here. That sounds like fun. Let's go there. And it's like. People are like, how do you do that? And I was like, I traveled cheap. I stopped the Southwest flight. I split rooms and everything with friends. Like, I traveled cheap, yeah. but oh my gosh, I have fun. Well, that's it. Amber has, like, come up with this way. I don't know that she has this, like, way about traveling where she can figure out how to travel and have fun and enjoy it and do everything for, like, the cheapest price. Oh, yeah. So, and it's amazing. So, in, in our little race family, I'm the one that finds the best food. I always find like the killer food spots. Um, mm-hmm. We 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 almost bankrupt a sushi restaurant on uh, in Monterey. Like we, the lady laughed at us. We were ordering so much she had to start another sheet of paper. Um, nice, pretty awesome. Um, and then Nacho always finds like cheap hotel rooms. So he finds yeah. like there's this crazy rewards. He gets like upgrades on the car and forty percent off a hotel room and. The entire weekend in Monterey, food and everything costs less than 300 bucks. Flight, food, awesome. like all of it. It's like, hell yeah. Well, I think maybe the flight costs like 120 bucks, 130 bucks. Yeah. But seriously. Like, well, that's, yeah. That's like Hawaii. I think we're Amber's figured out the flights for the both of us, less than 700 bucks. Round hell trip. yeah. We get her mom, because right now she's the good daughter, because her sister's even more messed up. Um, no way. She's the good daughter. Oh, yeah. Her sister had some fun. So she's the good daughter. So her mom gets her our their uh, uh, condo. They have one of those like timeshares for mm-hmm. the two weeks. So we're not paying for anywhere to stay. Nice. So and then we just and she does really good at like figuring out how to get like a rental car for a cheap price. So we end up and I mean that's one thing like a lot of people are like oh you must be spending so much money. It's like no Amber's figuring out how to do this in such a cheap way that that's mm-hmm. how we're able to afford this last like four years and is because yeah. it's. This vacation for the two of us, you know, besides not counting what we're going to spend while we're there, like, you know, food and stuff like that, we're less than $1,000 for the two of us. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, That's yeah, I mean, if it, wasn't for, if it wasn't for her ability to, like, figure out the travel so cheap, we'd never be able to do this. Mm-hmm. And that's what, um, was it last year, Big Bear, the very last race of last year, um, I got a free flight. No, it was, was it Big Bear? I don't remember. Anyway. Free flight because of all the times I've flown on Southwest. I found a flight that like mm-hmm. was eight thousand points and I had like eight thousand two hundred points. And so I got a free flight nice. on Southwest. 
use all of my best Western awards because we stay at the best Western all the time when we go places because it's decent and cheap. Um, and got a yeah. free hotel across the street from Disneyland. And so Chris and I, all we had to pay for was our Disneyland pass. But she's a season pass holder, and so I got a discount on my pass too. I was like, yeah, pretty much we didn't spend anything. And continental breakfast at the hotel, yeah, let's go to Disneyland for free for a day. So, and I, I want to go. To, I I have not been to Disneyland since I was 50. Oh, it's fun. Well, see, and I used to go because my, my grandmother lives in Lakewood. Okay. If you know what that is, Lakewood, California, it's yeah. right out of Anaheim. Okay, and sure. okay, so yeah. we, well, and my grandfather lived down there until he died, but we'd go down there and visit them every couple of years and then go to the Disneyland. Then he died and we, we kind of go see grandma occasionally, but yeah, I, I actually just popped up on my, my memories that apparently I went and saw grandma. The last time I saw grandma was four years ago or four or five years ago when I was down there for work, but so. My grandma's Filipino. You don't visit too, grandma so enough. So. You, you need to take the family to go no. visit grandma and go to Disneyland. Take well, the family. We try and get grandma to come up here, but grandma doesn't want to fly, so to see everybody. Okay. But How old is grandma? Let's see. She's 70. She's 10 years younger than my dad, so 73. How the hell does that work? Because grandpa was a stud. Oh, she got it. She's obviously my step-grandma. But, but. That makes sense now. Well, I mean, do I look Filipino? But <laughs> yeah. no, she's amazing. I mean, she's 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 amazing. But it's trying to get everyone down there. We usually someone in the family goes down and visits her like once a year. So it's just getting her to. We've been trying to get her to come up here and see everybody. But you know how it is. Yeah, my yeah, it's harder the older you get. Like it's harder. I oh god, I sat next to the oldest woman on the plane. It, coming back from Monterey, I she was tiny, she was frail, she was doing crossword puzzles with her gnarled little hands, and like it was so hard for her because she was on the aisle, and if anybody had to get up, like it took her a solid two minutes to stand up, and then she like had to hold on to things to stand up in the aisle, and I was like, let's not get some turbulence right now. Like it gets hard the older you get, I guess. Oh, it does. Yeah, it and was so funny because she was she was trying to she was trying to stand up, and I was like. Would you like me to grab your bag? Would you like me to piggyback you? Like, can I help? Please. Can I just pick you up and carry you? You've got to weigh like 25 pounds. Like, come on. Yeah. I can bench press like five. Hey, he's just a baby deadlift. Just a baby deadlift. Just a baby deadlift. Wow. Oh, but we should probably wrap this up because we've been, we've been going for a while. (laughs) So That's what she said. No, it's not. That's the problem. But um, <laughs> that's what you wish she said. Exactly. Normally, I try to keep an hour-long episode. I think we're in an almost an hour and 45. So. Yeah, you know, chit chatteroonies. You know, whatever. 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 Time flies when you're having so, fun. Exactly. So, in closing, what would you like to tell the listeners? What, what, what tidbits of wisdom would you like to let them know about, like, being able to do all this? We've talked about a random myriad of so many different things, but what would you say, like, if someone was to come to you and say, I can't do it, what would be your wisdom? What would you tell them? Am I allowed to swear? You've already sworn, like, six times. Oh, good. Now bullshit. you have. Yeah, well, you know. Um, I just feel like bullshit says who? Seriously. Who, who yeah. says you can't do it? Yeah. Bullshit. Come on. Let me try. Um, exactly. I, I did my first Spartan race on a dare, for crying out loud. I had no idea what I was getting myself into, and I did it with a fractured spine to boot, so... Just don't don't tell yourself you can't. I mean, just 
try. Why not? I mean, what, what do you got to lose? I mean, besides the mobility yeah. of your ankles and other joints and stuff like that. But life yeah. is too short not to have fun. Life is too short not to have adventures. You're not going to remember like, oh, that episode of whatever show I was watching was so amazing. I, you know, I'm so glad I watched that. I'd much rather be out having a good time. So live your life. Yeah. You don't know how much you got, live it, have fun. And if you don't think you can do it, find somebody that believes in you and do it. And the one thing I've always told people, if you tell yourself you can't do it, you're right. Because you've just made yourself so you can't. So one of There's my so favorite quotes people... was actually Henry Ford. Tell yourself you can mm-hmm. or tell yourself you can't. Either way, you're going to be right. Yeah. Well, it's like, you know, I tell a lot of people, like, when I did my first marathon in 2017, I, I posted it. And I'm like, this goes out to all the fatties like me. Is mm-hmm. I had so many people tell me before I did this race, you should not be doing this. You were not ready for this. You should not be doing this. You have not trained. You you need to not do this. And I'm like, were they right? Probably. <laughs> but That's I did so it much. anyway. I said, you know, whatever. You may be right, but I'm going for this anyway. And I did it. It may have taken me nine hours, but I did that marathon. Yeah. And I beat every single person who did not get up and do that, get up and start that one. Yeah, Absolutely. So it so, doesn't matter what you talk, as long as you get up and try, you beat mm-hmm. everybody that's still sitting on the couch. And when I did my first beast in Montana, I posted that I was going to do it. And I was like, okay, I'm doing this. And one of my friends from the East coast who had done a few Spartan races before, not the one that dared me into it, but she'd done a few. And she's like, oh my God, good luck. The beasts are a bitch. Yeah. Like this is like, you're crazy. I, I, I like, you're going to, you're going to die. I was like, wow, thanks for being supportive. <laughs> and so I yeah. I kept thinking during that race, I was like, I cannot wait to tag her in the post that says, this is my medal, you bitch. Like, I cannot wait to tag her in that post. And I was like, I'm going to do this because somebody thought I couldn't. I do a lot of things in life because people say I can't. I like proving people I'm wrong. My, yeah. I mean, and now you have that exact same weird Montana medal that mm-hmm. nobody else has. That I weird. Them. How'd you get two? So the year before, my first... My first sprint race ever was a sprint. It was a founder's sprint. And that's why I did the double trifecta in 2015 because I was so pissed I didn't get a green medal. I already had the weird little black one with the spears on it from the year before. And I wanted my green beast medal. And I got this weird little black one again with the spears on it. I was like, damn it, I want a green medal. And that's how Krisha, I met Krisha and a couple of the people in Montana. And they're like, well, we're going to go to Tahoe. And I was like, can I go with you? Next thing you know, I'm doing a double trifecta just so I can get my stupid little green medal. See, I did not get a green medal until 2006. The only beast beast I did was in 15 was Montana. And that was not because there wasn't a beast out here. There wasn't wasn't one out here in 15. No. Because in 15, I did Montana. Montana was my first race. And then I'm like, well, I earned two free free ones because I did uh, me and Amber both volunteered before Montana. So I'm like, well, I'll do Washougal. And then we'll figure out what another one would be. And then all of a sudden, they announced Seattle. And I'm like, oh, they're going to do a super in Seattle which a lot of people don't realize the first time they did this super was in October and it was, in, it was a super in Seattle in October. It was so freaking that's, easy. That's how I talked Christian into coming my, up in April. And that's how I got much. Exactly. That's how I had a niece, mm-hmm. my niece. I talked her into doing a super in Seattle because I was like, Oh my gosh, I did the super in Seattle in October. It was the easiest race ever. You should do the one with me in April. She's like, Oh, that sounds great. And then it was like 10 times as hard as the one in October. And I'm like, 
Oh, I'm not sorry, really. This After, sucks for you. Yeah, I did the one in October, and I was telling Christian how much fun it was, and then they announced they're going to do it in April. I was like, oh, my God, you have to come up. It was so beautiful. You'd love it. You'd love it. And it was that hill, that, like, the hill that they closed yep. down after us, like, people were falling off the hill and like it was just it was ridiculous that hill was absolutely ridiculous right. uh, but my niece i was like my I, niece has never done i looked at her at the end i looked at her again at the end i was like do you hate me do you do you do you never want to race with me again do you hate me <laughs> sorry i thought it was going to be better that was the one and only spartan my niece ever did she'll never think of it she'll yeah. never do again that was the that was not she a good that she wants to but she keeps saying, oh, I'll do another one. And no, she, so, so that was the one and only one she did. She did that super with me in April. And she's like, no, no, no. And mm-hmm. April 2006, nope, nope, I don't want to do this anymore. Nope. Can so, you blame her? Eh. No, not really. That was, that one was, that April one was worse. That was worse than any of them. Cause I did the, and I did the hurricane heat the night before. Oh, that super. yeah. So did I. Yeah. You were there for the, Wait, the no. bucket carry, right? Was that that was the no? I did the hurricane heat in October. No, I did the hurricane heat in October for the super. I didn't do it in April because Christian and Nacho were up here and staying with me. Yeah, see, I did the one in October with you, and then did it again in in April, and that's the last one I ever Mm -hmm. did. I'm like, yeah, nope, this isn't my thing. So, you guys like your hurricane heat? That's cool. I, 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 that's it for me. I'm good. I got my my dog bags and I'm by. Yeah, I'd rather um, cheer for people than break them down. Yeah. Right on. All right. Well, we should probably wrap this up because yeah, it's yeah, it's a long episode. So, but I like long episodes; it's fun. <laughs> Not sorry. Not sorry, people. If you're no. still listening, tough bunnies. They are. You can they thank me in the next course. Oh, I will. Trust me. Oh, I know. I know. Washougal is going to be. Yeah, make sure to wear <sighs> padded gloves because my my ass is going to break your hand if you don't. Just saying. That's just saying. yeah. I'm not even going to comment on that. I'm not going to comment. <laughs> I broke my... I played the fifth. Want to be the first Brad time. doesn't care. Brad doesn't care. Yeah. Want to be the first um, time. Anyway, have a great night. All the... I will talk with you later. Kick ass this weekend and have fun. That's all that matters. Kick ass and have fun. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a blast, though. So we're going to have some fun. Of course so. it will. All right. you're doing it, of course it will. Oh, yeah. It's going to be fun. <laughs> all right. So, all right. I will talk to you later. and. Yeah. Thank you. You're always welcome. Have a good night, man. You too. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the BeastNet podcast brought to you by Beast OCR. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear. You can find us on Facebook or at beastocr.com.